Hey, everybody. It's the internet sensation that you've all by now been made well aware of. The Brain Trust Podcast, creators of uh, <laughs> the hit, the all-time great... The uh, sensational! This, this Discord has ghosts in it. Ah! I our Somehow, by accident, our most popular work either of us have made ever. That's Adam Vass. And oh, yeah. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> that is uh that is genius level game designer Adam Vass. <laughs> and I am god tier game designer Will Yobst. Um what's it like? We're broadcasting now from the secret game design lounge in every airport, uh where when you uh get a big tweet go, go big game, make money, you can go hang out in. Yeah, we're um, not we're allowed to fly. We're allowed to go outside. Um yeah. if, if you do certain <laughs> numbers on itch, <laughs> they lift the quarantine for you. We actually got inoculated for coronavirus because we're Hollywood now. Uh, we've gone big. We've gone Hollywood. This podcast is very much behind us, and it's now just a courtesy. Um, so what we're going to do on this episode is repeat our success easily. We're going to do a dramatization of the creation of the ghost scan. <laughs> wait, let's do, it, let's, do it, let's do it. So wait, before we do this, uh, last uh, two episodes ago, we just theory jammed a game about ghosts in a Discord. If you don't know what the fuck we're talking about and you only listen to the podcast, great. I, I want to talk to you about that. That sounds cool. <laughs> um, but it, uh, you know, we just hit the right nerve at the right time and the game went uh, wild bananas, crazy awesome. And uh, it was on the front page of Itch, a website for video games. <laughs> yeah, we successfully made a computer game. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we let's retake the intro? Let's go full Hollywood this time. Retaking the intro, just being computer game designers, okay? So because it. we're in the mirror world, I'll do the intro. Okay, yeah. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Brain Trust Digital Game Boy Game Design Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Adam Vass, computer game designer extraordinaire from Glendale, California. Like and subscribe. You know what to do. Hey, gamers, bring- it's Will. We we got another loot box. Video gamer energy to you. Wait, yeah, I'll, I'll be like the, the uh, kind of Toronto scene uh, kind of mid-aughts game designer, like the Phil Fish kind of guy. Um yeah, what we do is really art, and it's all about the indie design experience. And here's my friend from YouTube, Adam Vass. <laughs> the, the funny thing, too, is, like, I love games that come from both of these voices. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're making fun with care. We're laughing with. We, uh, we finally get to say one thing after making... Uh, hey, everyone, you know, we're like you listening right now. We used to make niche games that were art. Now, we got commissioned by Mountain Dew. So we're making a Mountain Dew game. <laughs> we're making the Mountain Dew story game. I mean, this is the, the crafting week on our every other week schedule. <laughs> I, will, I will smash draft a Mountain Dew game with you in, in this episode if you want. <laughs> yeah, let's put it on the docket. We're going to do a Mountain Dew game. Because I have a list of approaches that we could craft today. Uh, Fuck. Last week on the Brain Trust actual play, we did uh, my farmer 
I don't think I don't remember if my farmer had a name. I just remember that Delilah was the farmer's prized gourd. Uh, I think we'll find out next week what your farmer's name is. Did did some toe to toe battle with an owl bear, and then I wrote down what is owl bear on a sticky note <laughs> that's been staring at me all week <laughs> on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> to inspire any it's like meditating on a mantra like <laughs> just in considering one uh kind of universal cosmic question what is owl Bef- bear before we get to that i do want to do a, like a csi hollywood dramatization of designing the game okay let's go i think that would be fun okay i'll start Williams enters a completely dark room where adam vass is thinking quietly writing in a big book with a big quill uh well says i i have a cool idea for a game let me know if you if you think it's cool and And in ornate calligraphy i write (laughs) just the like classic traditional copper plate i wrote the word ghosts and it takes up the entire page and i spin around in my chair and i hold it up and i say is this the idea and adam and i right here both look like anrise vampires and there is a crackling fireplace and lots of red velvet. And then we we're we're now really close talkers. So like when you're look you know, when you're watching this, when you watch the dramatization, you're like, oh, they're gonna kiss right now. No, we're gonna exchange game ideas, and we will kiss after. So, and then I I say, Discord.com. Different channels, different rooms. It's a live freeform game played from one to three hours. Some are inspectors and they talk and some are ghosts and they type. And uh, then the lightning strikes outside. (laughs) And both of us in unison whisper into one another's mouths. This Discord Discord has has ghosts in it. (laughs) (laughs) And the fire erupts like it got... And then the the room gets a little brighter, and you see that there are ghosts all in this room. And this room is actually uh, the Discord ghost <laughs> is on a painting above the fireplace. <laughs> oh no, boy! No, you you all actually found us. We are we are hired to do native mar- marketing and advertising for Discord.com. We the whole time have been paid by Discord to get you right here, this where all of con. us are using Discord. Yeah, the Kickstarter was a lie. That was Discord. Um, this, we, we put ourselves through absolute ego death and everything because Discord.com, we were going to, you know, get some more, uh, a bigger user base. We crafted an artisanal role-playing game in a packaged box <laughs> that didn't even break even and is going to sit in my closet for months as pretense a game to make a computer sweat, game. <laughs> to make a computer game for, for, nor- for hot, normal people. <laughs> See, Adam and I usually sell games to uh, weirdos like us and hot goths. These are the two groups that we sell games to. And now having computers in there, who even knows what's going to go on? I guess if you're listening to this and you're mad at us in earnest, we... Holy fuck. (laughs) We, we, before the recording, spent an actual hour brainstorming like what to do next with ghosts and how we can build upon it and make it this like living game that has all these other facets and like incorporates all these different play styles and different players and like we care about it (laughs) Uh, yeah it uh it's it's wild we didn't expect it at all obviously i mean 
like what the fuck. Uh, I don't know. Game good. Game good. That's it. Uh, this week, let's get into some crafting. We already kind of just we got the wheel spinning with the ghost, um, like pregame off air. Uh, so I feel like we're ready to hit the ground running with some ideas. Oh yeah. So we have what is Owlbear. And there's not a lot to go there, but like it's <laughs> it's a topic, and we said we might do it this week. Um, the here I'm, I'm gonna give some uh, I guess like category d- choices before we decide which one to pursue. Mm. Um, Mountain Dew number two. <laughs> uh, this week, <laughs> because I we did burritos one time, and it was like that would be fun, and that would be. We awesome. actually did create some good burrito games that I actually can remember on hand what, how they are played. So that's really <laughs> fucked up. That you um, just triggered this memory. The burrito game, by the way, it's it's built on these the wrapper of the burritos, and then you oh, and I had the hot sauce packets as randomizers from Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I so with that in mind, we legit could make a good Mountain Dew game. Uh, so moving on though. Um, Another idea I had because the uh, like Postal Jam just began. These games that use um, USPS or or the mail um, in some form, we could we jam some mail stuff. But I also okay. I know you have one that's done effectively. People are playing it, whether that means it's done or not. To me, that means it's done. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, done. One that I started writing today, so that might be a too uh, too close, too already like covered ground in some way. Um, and then last, my last idea is just like other games about or inspired by ghosts. Uh, so we could really ride this populist wave and show really flexed all of our ghost muscles and, and get another viral sensation. Yeah. For a game about ghosts, why not pick up a guide to casting phantoms in the revolution? A game by Adam Bass. (laughs) Um, let's start, let's take those all in order. So let's do, uh, what is Albert? Uh, okay, great. You want to take a break and then we get the yeah, yeah. Oof. owls, bears. Let's go. So the question, what is Owlbear, is not the question that needs answering here. I think a, a more specific and still broad question is, like, what, what do Owlbears do? Like, what do we, what is a game where not, like, Owlbears aren't a monster and Owlbears aren't just, like, flavor critters? Yeah. I mean, maybe they are, but, like, I'm I'm not even just thinking specifically. I wrote down ecology, just the word ecology in my notebook, which is meaningless to me. Hell uh, yeah. Some college <laughs> shit. Um theme. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm and I'm my gut too is like what is a game where the players are owl bears, but I I think we don't have enough understanding of like the concept to make yeah, that player character and like what the what the world is or what the their goals are. So how do we hone in on Owlbear colon the game. I like uh I like the frame of you just pondering like that question, what is an owlbear? And it it makes me think of like what would a 
biologist slash like naturalist game be like where you're a poet walking through the woods just observing like uh an owl bear or like uh what's any other fantasy monster the, what's pokemon. the land shark called pokemon right just a pokemon you're so, professor oak out there and you're like n- non-colonially just observing natural habitats and stuff um my and, you uh, know each let me each time you sit down oh go ahead let me interrupt my mail game is this is like fine. okay <laughs> it's like creating a communal pokedex with like critters that you find and you don't battle them there's no like battle function it's just like i found this i found this little buddy today and then like some of them will want to be your friends and other ones are just like you leave them alone oh, um, i love that but i like it is you're you're still human or humanoid you're still like the explorer and not the animal uh is there something so i i like the Sorry to like cut that short because I one I I don't want to like explore this game and then go that you're public publish it <laughs> yeah um, hey why not and then I I'm really curious I, because I like the like philosophical what is it and like your the ecological exploration of species um, especially mm-hmm. in a fantasy realm because I think in a way like you said it's more poetic and maybe less scientific. Um, but let me yeah. dilute it more to like I'm an owl bear. What is my deal? Like I'm exploring my surrounding, exploring. I maybe don't know the thing that I want, uh, but I'm like trying stuff out. Maybe like an exploration where you're the animal that's exploring. Yeah. What if it's like a? You're basically making a nature documentary from the perspective mm. of the subject animal. So you're like playing reverse Pokemon snap where you just are in your habitat and you're just showing what the iconic things that you do are. (laughs) It's lifestyles of the rich and famous, but (laughs) (laughs) it's like a bear going back to a cave. cave. Yeah. This is where the magic happens. Uh, I've got this cave, and I hang out here with my kids. I like to go climb this tree, and I <laughs> cars usually park here, and I can go and open the doors. <laughs> I'm working on handles today, and I think I can try and open this door and really grab a sandwich that I smell. Uh, that's, like, a fun thing to think, too. What's that game? It's, like, a, like not even a, a like, a real published game but it's like you have one stat and it's boots and then when you use it you like gain a new stat i can't i gotta google it wow but that sounds fucking cool though it's basically like when you fail you get a derivative skill and then the cleverness is in like how you derive skills from failure oh Um, that's really cool because that to me that's what you're saying like I have claw. Claw is my skill, and I'm gonna try to use claw on door. And if I succeed, oh. claw is level two now. But if I fail, I have claw level one, and then I have like not door the tag, because like, I failed, but like, cur- like an, curiosity or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then you're sort of building out your character, the the owl bear's habits um, and proclivities f- through exploration. That's actually really oh. really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, so, like, just to take it away from D&D, um, uh, sorry, for fans of uh, computer games, that's short for Dungeons & Dragons. 
Um, we, we can just, you know, there's an oracle that you do in the beginning. Like, the pre-play is basically physically creating the thing. So, like, everyone picks a trait, and then you match the traits together. So, say someone rolls, like, long arms, and the other rolls night vision, and the other has wings or something. I've accidentally created a horrifying nightmare monster. <laughs> um, but you spend the game seeing how, like, as, as you mentioned, seeing those things enact with real life consequences. So we know the physical aspects, but what are the used properties of shit? Um, I, I really like that idea. I really like you explore as this creature and it doesn't, we, this started with owlbear philosophy, but like could easily be, I really like this too, as like primordial ooze. Like you're this yeah. fish creature and you're going to try to go on land, right? And, like, you succeed, and then you have land one. Or, like, walking one. <laughs> uh, like, in an, in an even more, like, uh, lyric game aspect, you could take owl, owl game, owl bear, owl game. This is a new movement called owl games. Um, <laughs> you just replace the owl bear with you, and you just list all your physical traits, and then you basically are, like, that's the first paragraph of any Wikipedia page. And then you go on to figure out, like, you know, what your history is and, like, your what your lived experience. Say you're an owlbear or a goblin or willy Oaks, like, um, what the, you know, your lived reality is, like, notable events. You find out your predators and your friends. And if you play this a couple times, you start developing their relationships and then an ecosystem. Um, you get that ecology aspect. And you're doing, like, a constructivist... Uh, bestiary creation thing i i really dig that i like how cozy that is yeah i wonder if there's something in my pokemon game that i can <laughs> uh my mail game that i can use this exploration for um, do you want to do you want to talk about the game a little bit it sounds really cool and i want to hear about it yeah it's sort of so uh my first gut thing was this like collective design of an oracle deck which is i think where i'm still going to start and uh you use the zip code of the person who who did something prior to you um oh cool. to like use the you have five randomizers and then there's five columns of like items and people and like you basically make a card that you interpret these things and combine them in whatever way you think is appropriate. And then at the end, you have this deck of cards that you then use to generate a town and characters. Um, and again, it's very like subjective inference kind of stuff. And then there would be like a third mode to play where you use them as resolution in some way. Um, then uh, one of our friends in the brain trust discord shared with me uh a game by Jackson Tegu who oh yeah made and published just like 2 months ago a game where you design an oracle deck together <laughs> and i was like oh shit oh, that's so i don't cool. want to step on that and it's like too new like it would feel definitely like i ripped it um so it's sort also of also just trying to even approach Jackson's work right. <laughs> like what am i doing just, yeah check out uh, Jackson Tegu on uh Patreon this stuff is really fucking good so sword I, user, sword loser, tool user. Um, 
the last thing I read by him was the Death Stranding game, where one of you has to be Mads Mikkelsen, and the other one has to be uh, Norman Reedus. It's mm. good. I, <laughs> it's a good game. Uh, so, in avoiding the comparison, or falling into copying, uh, I'd pivot, and I was like, okay, what has all these like subjective or qualifiers and of course i'm playing pokemon while i'm brainstorming and i go oh it's pokemon so you still have the five digit zip code uh i guess you could use the nine digit if you're like zip plus four if you're extra (laughs) zip plus four if you're nasty (laughs) (laughs) but then you have all these qualifiers Uh, there's the episode title create Uh, you can create a creature that has all these, like, like type is a digit, and what they look like is a digit, and uh, their disposition is a digit. So you, you're drafting, too. So, like, in the event that you mail someone who has the same zip code as you, uh, you're not stuck with the same five numbers in sequence. You just have the five numbers, and you assign them to columns as you want. And then you basically, like, are creating a Pokedex. So... I saw this critter today. It looked like it had a lot of arms, and it was kind of mean. Um, and then you send it along, and people just continually like get to add. It's basically infinite. Like you just send it to whomever. They add an entry to the Pokedex and keep going. Um, I really want... The thing that I like about the first iteration is that it's dynamic in a way that there's the creative aspect um, you take the numbers, you make a card, you have the thing, but then you can also use that card for a more traditional story game. So I'm trying to think now if the core conceit is making a Pokedex by mail, in what way can I engage with that world or these creatures in a game that uses that information? I think that part two doesn't necessarily use the mail. Um, yeah. But uses the information gathered from the mail but i don't know what that looks like yeah it's it's a really interesting design space um seb pines and i submitted a thing for the perfectly accept acceptable digital residency that's happening that included it's all it's like a book of rip rip outable postcards and so the postcards will have games on them or it will have like narrative stuff that inspire you to write a line and some will be sequential, so they're meant to be sent in a certain order that determine, like, a, a story that's going on. And it just reminds me, like, I don't know, if I... In playing this game, if I received a Pokemon Pokedex entry, I would then go try and look for that in my environment. And then write back with, you know, whatever information of, like, oh, yeah, I saw this, and here's something I noticed about it. Or here's, here's a move that I saw it had. Or, you know... So you, you both are, like, collectively... There's always a response to it. And so... Because that's kind of... um. It's like the give and take of mail. Like you always want to impel someone to send something back to you. Uh, yeah. And then when you break that, it's a really, it's a really strong tool also. So like an intentional don't respond or whatever. Yeah. Because um, as it stands, the Pokedex is like a chain mail ongoing forever kind of thing that in theory yeah. would it come back to you. Um, but like you said, I want a way to engage with it after the fact. And I do really like that come back around thing i think there's something mm. the thing is i don't want them to like fight uh i don't want to do like a battle aspect um mostly for because i don't want to write the rules for combat uh but also like you're, 
I think the You're players the violence out of games. <laughs> sure, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the, the noble way of putting it. Uh, I'm just being lazy about it. Um, you're not trainers necessarily. You're just like onlookers. You're Poke fans. So yeah, you're those Poke fans. Fans. That's a good way to put it. Because then I think, too, the game that exists outside of the mail is you coming together as fans and sharing things that you learned. But I want there to be some kind of exploratory aspect to it or kind of like actual development kind of story or more gamey, I guess, um, that you would then do that part on Zoom or when all this yeah. is over, if someone like, if you were in the same place as the person who had the Pokedex, like that's very cool too because they could bring it Whoa. and you would yeah. be able to look at all these entries. I'm also thinking I just, uh, about like birders or like people who are like, I heard a bird call today and then yeah, like that's some, some real cool to someone. Um, I want to channel that excitement and community but I don't want it to just be like, I found a thing and it's cool. And then everyone's like, yeah, it's cool. Or I add a detail to it. Or like, how do you engage with the world or the other people in that fictional world separate from this thing that you have in common, which is viewing creatures? Right. Uh, that, uh, my God, I want to talk about something, but I feel like we're going to talk about it for more than four minutes. So how about we take <laughs> we're gonna, a break? And then... We're going to, it's going to come up in the Mountain Dew portion. <laughs> well, I like got a little bit long today. Um, and by the way, the only reason I know the word ornithologist is because I can play bebop, and that's a double brag. All right, goodbye. We'll be back in a second. Um, you just mentioned something on the podcast that we, we're on and talking about and, and you're listening to about uh, when we all come back, when all of this is over. And so I think what might be very cool and effective place to like play around in with like lyric games or mail by post games or whatever, hey, whatever, um, is how do you recontextualize the world around you so that when stuff is like quote unquote normal again, how can you have how can that be like a, a beautiful game experience where, you know, obviously not to get heavy, but the world's going to change forever after uh, coronavirus. Right. So what is the um, the extrapolation and abstraction of that? In your example, it's creating this world of pocket monsters. And then once you're on the outside, you just kind of under you like point to the places like, oh, there's a gym right there. And there's where the Poke Center would be, and then like et cetera, going going forward. So, that idea of writing in isolation, uh, and sharing that experience with people, and then continuing that after, you know, your period of of alone time. Yeah, I, because I think that's something. I think game philosophy is really interesting, and especially, to call it a trend is dismissive because this is, um, like a worldwide shift in everything but yeah the idea of like we all made games that were in a certain way it's specifically it's like my practice where i was really focused on these physical and and tactile things and then 
the quarantine happened and I'm like, oh shit, everything that I've been working on or like aspire to with all these physical components and like spatial shit um, doesn't fly in this in this climate. <laughs> so yeah, there's the hard shift to how do I design for digital spaces and what can I take from my existing practice and apply to a new uh, arena? But with that in mind, in we're we're gonna come back to real or like a new reality after this. Yeah, and I think there will be still an increased presence of digital friendly and digital minded design. But right, which is. Uh, just something I like have in my back pocket as I'm working on future releases too, like how um, digital friendly is a trad game and like, how can I make it a little more or yeah. friendly? Um, but then also you have like, when we can be in person again, how do we translate these things we learned from digital design to in person design or physical spaces or, or how do we explore where do these things cross? And that's really interesting. And there's not like an explicit answer, but uh, it's definitely a good thing to be considering now as designers who, because again, most of our, there, there's like, obviously you can design and publish something in the same day. But I think if you have looking towards the future, um, yeah, especially if you're the kind of person who's like me, who um, gaming was not a huge part of my income, but when my income went belly up, I could see that gaming has this potential to be more of my income. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> so I want to come up with a release for the future, not the near, like months from now, but not years from now. That is this kind of hybrid of qualifiers of like, it exists in the, the before time and the after time. Um, comfortably and uh, right. appeases all these different play styles and uh like meeting styles yeah and what we design for right now for that longing to for things to be normal and knowing that like you know it's not going to be and what is the design inflection point of that uh, is neat i don't know bro we always talked about you know, pre-quarantine, how we really liked the what-the-fuck factor at the table, where, like, someone crossing by would have no idea what's going on on this <laughs> table. And we, like, intentionally designed Guide to be as Baroque to look at and beautiful to look at as from an outside viewer and very tactile and, like, building this, like, lived system experience of playing. Um, and then good thing we just transitioned to making the best computer game of all time. Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. But, um, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like if you uh, really – we're getting away from designing specific ideas and we're just talking about, like, ethos now. But it's just good. Uh, keeping yourself open to the challenges and constraints, they'll make your stuff so much better. Um, yeah, when you just give yourself – these things like ups for example you know how can i make a game that uses the mail or how can i make a game that asks the question what what owlbear is and why or what's interesting too and i'm just sort of realizing is this is the distinction i have between like a patreon game and a like released pro product kind of game mm. for myself is how much can i put into it this is also kind of my game jam philosophy a lot of the time um if thinking of now is like 
just the unofficial quarantine jam is ongoing. And so people are designing games quickly and um, generally shorter for immediate release. Um, And you can learn skills from that restriction that you can expand to your greater practice. But uh, the jam has a very, uh, like a blurry end date and you're going to go back to just like general design. So take part in it and engage with it and learn from it. But it's not like, it's not necessarily the new status quo. And also, um, yeah, for like longer winded projects, it's a good thing to keep in mind and learn facets of design from exploring the space now. But you want to have you just want to have the like biggest tool belt available. You want to have the right. the sixty four crayons with the sharpener on the box. Absolutely. Like, and like the thing is like if I was working on a big long winded project right now, that project would go in the fucking dumpster. There would be no <laughs> way for me to do that. And like I just am when you are when you do as Adam suggests, like you know you you've got your entire crayon box with the sharpener. Um, you know that like, oh, I need the tiny little crayon that I use all the time. And I just like, just need to do that one right now or no crayons at all. Like, I don't know. It's if you find like a solace in making and designing and, uh, you can have the option of, of not doing it. Um, maybe it's okay if you can't work on your thing. It's actually really okay. And you should just focus on getting your head right. I uh, definitely like had extreme work burnout this week from work that I was prescribing to myself. Yeah. Like, and Discord wasn't even really part of it because because it was just so easy because we're professionals. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like Monday, I wrote and published a game called Twelve Hundred Dollars: The Role Playing Game in yeah, like three did. hours. And fuck dude (laughs) and then like i had the idea as i was falling asleep sunday night and i needed to i knew i needed to publish it as soon as possible when people were getting these 1200 like for theme reasons i needed it to be (laughs) timed with the actual 1200 dollar checks that people were getting yeah uh and then i saw someone get into h on r block to get them to not send a lot of them to people where is that (laughs) I saw on TikTok someone posted theirs, and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta publish this today." <laughs> but <laughs> but that's like not a good way to approach it. And I think the game is fun and cool, but like, what was I? It doesn't need to come out on Monday. What the fuck? And then Discord came out the next day, and just like was wild. Um, the most wild release I've ever been a part of. Starting the yeah. postal game today. All the while trying to do another podcast that I'm starting and doing like promotional work for that and graphic work for that. And I'm like, I put all this on my plate because I'm feeling desperate and like, it's a side effect of everything. But then having all that on my plate is like the impetus of burnout and breakdown and all this other like bad shit that just happens divorced from quarantine, but, but like amplified by and definitely like not a good uh, mixer. It's a magnitude worse in quarantine. Like, yeah. I also find myself just, like, taking on 
you know, the freelance projects or just saying yes to as many things. So I'm like, I really have to like schedule my time. Like that's how I'm going to do it. And then um, I like just for this week, for example, it was definitely the Kickstarter feeling of releasing Discord ghost uh, computers. Um, But (laughs) it's uh, definitely really bad for your head to do that. So I don't know. I think like we are good at like, figuring out when we should take breaks and i think that just because we we're i've said this a couple times this week like we are like pilots that have no visibility and we just have to fly by instruments right now and <laughs> it's just like really trusting the the signifiers around you for what you should be doing and if you um if you aren't used to doing that so much like figuring out you know when it's okay to to work until 1 a.m. or when you should really just fuck off. You should ask all your work to kindly fuck off for a while. Um, hey, experiment with it. Always go for the, the ladder. Always be asking your work to fuck off for a little bit because it's okay. Yeah, fuck off jam 2020. <laughs> this In this one, you got to choose a time and place and fuck right off. So we're actually still on topic because I think the solution for all of this is to drink some cool, refreshing Mountain Dew. Thank you. That's the Mountain Dew game. That's my entry for Fuck Off Jam. Drinking. Uh, what's what's the Mountain Dew tagline from what? like the fucking Do the 50s? Dew. No, no, the earlier one. Like the Taste of Mountain Breeze. Oh, the like prospector. Dude, I have sunglasses on because I had a migraine all day and I just can't see anything on my desk. I'm I've, I'm reaching for all the black rectangles near me to find out which one's my phone, <laughs> and uh, I touched like five I before did. I got there. I Google notebook, Nintendo Googled Switch, wallet, mouse. Dew. <laughs> okay, Lord. here's some here's some good. This was a Stop little bag. <laughs> That's a zine. Uh. Keys, Adam. I'm freaking out. There are two very good old school Mountain Dew taglines, and neither <laughs> yeah, of them are me. what either of us thought. Oh, you gotta I'll, I'll add a third one. I have to say it like a prospector. Is that what you're gonna say? No, you just you gotta help me, bro. I'm reaching for all the black rectangles in my room. <laughs> I'm gonna find the black box that has all of the recording of this right now and it's gonna get destroyed and aircraft investigators gonna have no idea why I crashed the space bar on your computer is a black rectangle so do not touch that one <laughs> uh, Mountain Dew it'll tickle your innards no <laughs> no it won't <laughs> I should have saved that one for last because it's the best one It'll tickle your innards. Yeah, and it'll it, tickle your all, innards. Your is Y O R E. Oh, your innards. Um, <laughs> and then Mountain Dew will do it for you. U is spelled Y E W, so it rhymes with Dew. Can I can I give that a, a the old Southern try on that one? Yeah. Can you give me a, a clean read of it? Mountain Dew. Do it for you. It's a contraction, by the way. Do apostrophe yeah. LL. Mountain, Mountain Duel. Duel do it for you. F E R Y E W. For you. Jesus Christ. Mountain Dew. Fuck you. There's hey, one. Mountain Dew. Fuck off. We're going to lose our sponsorship. Welcome to the fuck episode. off jam. <laughs> uh, Yahoo Mountain I'm Dew is the last one. Yahoo Mountain Dew. 
Yahoo Mountain Dew. God, There's one that just says, give me a do. <laughs> That's what I said to myself with when I had the razor in the bathroom and I was going to cut my own hair. <laughs> what flavor is Mountain Dew, do you think? Um, the fresh water on the grass on the high elevation. Just like a... Wow, what flavor is it? I want a Mountain core, Dew now. It's core so fucking bad. traditional mount, classic Mountain Dew. AD&D Mountain Dew. The core, <laughs> core edition. edition. Yeah, the core first edition. Okay, wait. Let's map D&D additions to flavors of Mountain Dew. That sounds like what we should be doing right now. Okay, and then we... We're not going to make a Mountain Dew game. <laughs> this is a Mountain Dew game. <laughs> Uh, this is an episode of your other show. I'm going to come on your other show and, and list every flavor of Mountain Dew. Okay, look at... Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Give it a plug. Give, give us a plug. Yeah, uh, I'll be naming all the things. It's a podcast where I name all the things or something. There's a new episode uh, with Alex Roberts coming out uh, soon, this week. Is it on Podcatchers and stuff, or is it just on SoundCloud? Uh, no, it's on pod Podcatchers and shit. Um I, yeah, I might move to Anchor FM because we've moved the podcast there and it really rules. Uh, yeah, uh, I love it. I, I This is not an ad, but <laughs> the other show that I'm starting, uh, which is with my band, uh, and comes out this week by the time this airs, um, is through Anchor, and it's just like made my life so much easier. And I'm not a tech person, and doing our podcast the old way was uh, a pain in the ass. We really earned so, it. Like, this was just sitting here for who knows how long. This tool that makes everything easy. Bro, I literally cannot find my phone. I don't know where Back in my day, we used to upload our podcast to Squarespace. I had to do the show notes in three places in the Squarespace. <laughs> Fuck you, Squarespace. I found my phone. Oh, thank God. Missed... They actually sponsor podcasts, so. <laughs> oh, I mean, um. We're, I mean, we're sponsored by Discord. We already said that. <laughs> the well, this are, uh, we're, we're, we're off the rails now. <laughs> we're so far off. Um, uh, yeah, okay. We'll come back and talk about one other thing, right? Yeah. Or, oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll just stop fucking talking <laughs> soon. <laughs> well, let's go down the list. We were going to talk from... about Owlbear, Mountain Dew, other ghost ideas. Uh, male. We can do ghosts. Mail. Maybe you could just talk about a couple things we plan to do for ghosts if people want to know that. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, yeah. Let's ride the, the popularity, the the tweet traffic, and talk about our winning award winning game. Yeah. So for ghosts, uh, well, should we come back from a break and do it? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna come back from a break and do it. Ooh. ghosts we're in a haunted house oh no. oh no i'm an investigator hey ghost what's your deal adam you can only type you actually can only type shut the fuck off um yeah i want to hear typing noises uh i was going to but i was afraid i was going to stop my <laughs> garage band audio again type it on the keyboard <laughs> a mere three minutes later and just reset the audio 
Um, so yeah, we uh, we're setting up our first devlog because um, this Discord has ghosts in it. Is in open development. Uh, the game's like done, and we just are gonna add more stuff. And there's a couple cool lessons. For example, uh, it's okay to give away as many free games as your game as is possible because it will just it's just better. There's just no reason you shouldn't do that. I think. Yeah, I think the really comfy spot is charging a price you know saying this game is worth seven dollars and then offering the community copies and the and free editions uh instead of saying this game is pay what you want and uh we would love for you to give us seven dollars i think there's like a weird distinction there and i don't want to get into like pricing practice because it's it's different a, for everybody a, a black hole yeah um for this game, it worked really well because we want people to have it and to play it. And it's, again, going back to the last segment, like, not the Mountain Dew one, but the one before that. <laughs> the um, lost segment. It, it functions in a time, and it's, like, functions best. It, it, it was, you said at the start, it was, like, a perfect storm, or, or you had some, like, a yeah. poetic way of putting it. Wow, thank uh, you. That... Uh, it should be distributed and we would love to be compensated for it. We got a happy medium of both. Um, but that excitement and traffic and attention uh, also gives us some push to not abandon it and to care about it and, and cuddle it, <laughs> make it <laughs> something more. So yeah, what, what we're planning to do is having like, monthly booster packs for the game that include and but include but not limited to um new haunts so like different houses uh and rooms and scenarios uh different pre-generated investigators and ghosts and tables for creating investigators and ghosts little packs of additional rules you can add um for instance uh, adam suggested an oops all ghosts mode or an oops all investigators um <laughs> expanded support like an optional gm that takes the place of a groundskeeper or weird butler or something and um essays on how to run the game and different philosophies for like you know what good ghosts really are it's a it's really cool to see a very freeform weird game get eyes on by so many people um and you know what our goals here include like having the game not center around practicing violence having no numbers, having a freeform game. I don't know. It's just like an effect of a bazillion people looking at something is I got more questions on this than any other design I've ever had ever. So, yeah, I find that those really help you double down yeah. or evaluate the things that are weak in a design. Um, even just like advice on what to do, then you go, Oh, uh, I should make advice for what to do in this circumstance. Yeah. And, uh, a combination of that, like, really practical play aid with more flavors uh, is going to sustain, I think, the community that the game is creating and also, like, our excitement about it. Um, so, yeah, in addition to, like, having pirate ghosts and pirate doctors, like... Or not pirate doctor. What the fuck, Wait, dude? Pirate doctors rules. 
pirate ghosts. I'm going to have to saw off ye leg. (laughs) (laughs) Aye, but I'm afraid that me arms are hooks. (laughs) We have to fix the monkey. Uh, Pirate vets. Every ship needs a pirate vet and a pirate doctor. Oh yeah, they have a different. They have a different biology. It goes back to the ecology game. Um, Wait, really? We're on some 4D game design shit right now. <laughs> Just the kind of designer Hollywood shit. We're the second millionaires in games. Anyway, Asmodee, uh, my address is. So yeah, we'll have um, flavor stuff for people who like like the game as it is and and don't necessarily like want to change it, but like maybe want to explore different spaces or like how would a haunted hospital function in a different way than a, ha- a haunted house or yeah. a haunted school or like whatever. Um, and then in addition to that, we have ideally all these um, ways to focus on and ease different play styles from like solo play to trad play to free form and like really blur the lines of this spectrum of what you want to get out of this game. You'll be able to, and um, you all, you also kind of like skirted around this uh, I, the exciting thing to me of um, essays and philosophy mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. maybe research of like ghost adjacent things. So in a thing, things that you can um, cherry pick for your game, or maybe it's just like cool to learn. Here's like a, a cool ghost story or here's um, like the weird science behind like those things that they use when they go in and house on, on like ghost hunters, like Absolutely. those tools. Um, there's so much to like explore in the ghost sphere. We're looking at it like the game werewolf where the rules are very simple and can just be iterated on infinitely. And so what we would like to have like our blue sky pie in the sky, pie in the blue sky, blueberry pie, final version of this has, you know, just a bunch of, modular shit that you can include in your game so um i don't know if that sounds good look the fuck out let us know too <laughs> yeah does that sound like, good are we it's missing a, something it's a very crowd pleasing kind of game design uh and we're like happy to lean into that yeah <laughs> and, and and sate people's hungers that are uh may, maybe like not being attended to absolutely because it's the like beta release yeah and uh we're not looking at doing a physical version because that just doesn't i don't know just doesn't make sense um we're looking at discord bots uh fucking discord we're gonna sell cd rom dude wait holy shit (laughs) there's um a company that like takes popular indie games and gives them physical releases we can look it up they did a night in the woods on on like an actual disc Hey, well, we would have it, to get the Discord API. My computer API. doesn't even have a hard yeah, drive. Impossible. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's cool. Uh, good thing Adam and I both literally wrote the book on ego death. Uh, this time <laughs> last year. Wait, when did? When's our year anniversary? That was August. August. Yeah. Jesus, time doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, if we didn't uh, go through the agony we would not be able to experience this ecstasy. I think <laughs> we would, we would really be that big time versions that you heard at the beginning of the episode. 
instead of like this is temporary this means nothing this is fake this is loony world <laughs> yeah hell yeah hell um, yeah dude uh that'll do for do that's a good <laughs> uh this episode done tickled my innards <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> Uh, my name is Adam Vass, a tabletop game designer in Glendale, California. You can find me on Twitter at WC Game Co. And uh, my games are at worldchampgame.co and everywhere else. Itch, all of, uh, all of them. But the game that you know and love, the Ghost Discord game, <laughs> is at willyobst.itch.io, along with Will's great work, who he can plug now. Hey, I'm Will Yopst. I'm a game designer from Boston, um massachusetts america and my games can be found there and on will.com adam have you ever gone to will.com i did when the show started like a couple episodes in not what i expected yeah no everyone go there it's got some information (laughs) that you might need um especially if you're going to be a ghost soon so yeah uh what else i don't know that's it um thanks for brain emoji brain emoji oh you can find a a bundle of our games on adam's page and i'll i'll put that on my page too cool good call yeah cool. uh yeah right on brain emoji handshake emoji goodbye goodbye tickle my emojis <laughs> shit <laughs>